0: Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for our great King, our Savior, Messiah Jesus. He's coming in the clouds for His people any moment, and He tells His people... Are you one of his people? He says, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour or the day of the coming of the Son of Man. Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel preparing daily for the coming of our Messiah Jesus in the clouds and praying for your preparation as well. The last program I did was pertaining to Revelation 16, very specifically to the the great day of the battle of Armageddon. And I'm going to continue... With this program, yet there's a deeper teaching from that that's so incredible and demonstrates how powerful the Lord is and His Word is true and very, very amazing. Now, I'm going to pray with you first and then get this teaching started. Uh, we're, prepare for a Bible study. Prepare to hear the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. O oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for your love and goodness to us. O oh, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, please help me teach your word accurately and with great anointing and a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit and bless all who are listening today as we prepare for your coming. We watch, therefore, and we're getting ready, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, I call this segment The Strategy of the Jezreel Valley the strategy of the Jezreel Valley. Now, certainly, uh, you could look at the battle at the Valley of Armageddon or Megiddo as the beginning of the very end of the Tribulation, the beginning of the very end of the Tribulation. Uh, it's, it's going to be wound up from here, uh, and, and you'll hear that in this teaching. So uh, I want you to know that in Exodus 15.3, Exodus 15, That's Exodus 15, 3. The Lord calls himself a man of war. And Armageddon or Megiddo has another name, the Jezreel Valley, which is very strategic for the man of war, our Lord Jesus. It's no accident that it's called the Jezreel Valley. And this final battle takes place or begins here. Uh, So that war culminates with, that that war culminates uh, from other things that are taking in Re- taking place in the book of Revelation. And, and we need to understand today that the nations have declared war on the creator of the universe. So he gathers the nation's armies to the Valley of Armageddon. Now, by, for uh, sake of review, I'm going to read Revelation 16 beginning in, in verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great... River Euphrates and its power was dried up, excuse me, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Now stop for a second. That's Satan, the Antichrist and the false prophet for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty Behold, I am coming as a thief, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame, and they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Now, I want you to see in Hosea, the prophet Hosea, this very same battle, but the valley is called the Jezreel Valley, and look at the context of this. Yet the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered, and it shall come to pass... In the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there it shall be said to them, You are the sons of the living God. Then the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head, and they shall come out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. That was Hosea chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. So we see here a direct relationship between this global battle of Revelation 16 and the restoration of Israel now Jezreel in Hebrew is Yisrael which is very similar in sound to Israel in Hebrew which is Yisrael why is the Lord judging the nations this way in Revelation 16 well if we understood the prophets better this would all fit together much better in Joel chapter 3 and 1 and 2 for behold in those days and at that time when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem I will also, gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and while I' will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. So the Lord is going to gather the nations for a final judgment at the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat means judgment. The valley of judgment is the Kidron valley it 's the place of final judgment on the nations. The Revelation 16 Jezreel Valley battle ends up in the Kidron Valley just east of Jerusalem. Why? Well, we just read, On account of Messiah Jesus' people Israel, who the nations have scattered among the nations and divided up the land of Israel. Now, here's a question I have for you. I'll throw you a little curveball. Why was I, Doe Schwartz, born in America and not Israel? Well... In 70 AD, the Romans scattered the Jewish people out of the land of Israel. This is just one of many scatterings that have taken place down through the ages. And and the Jewish people were very unwelcome and often horribly treated in most of the world's nations where they wandered. Now, my family came to America, where they've been blessed, by the way, from Eastern Europe, probably escaping great persecution. Now, we know that the Lord uses the wickedness in the hearts of those who hate Israel, those who scattered them and mistreated them for his prophetic plans. But then he judges those who mistreat them. For example, just look at Assyria, Babylon, Rome, and others through history. So that's a brief overview of the scattering. Now let's look or think about the dividing. Today, the nations of the world are against, and in many cases, trying to destroy Israel Disputing that Judea including Jerusalem and Samaria calling them the West Bank when our Bible calls them Judea and Samaria and other places like the Golan Heights and, and, and in some many cases the whole land of Israel saying it's not their land and, and there are many enemies of Israel who say kill the Jews, take their land and give it to the followers of an antichrist spirit. So there's great wrath that the Lord has upon those who curse Israel by scattering the people and dividing the promised covenant land and you might ask well, well why because there have been many people groups in today even there are who are who have been and are being ter- terribly mistreated in this sin sick world <coughs> excuse me but remember it's the covenant promised land the lord doesn't lie he tells the truth and he is warned in genesis 12 verses 1 through 3 now the lord had said to abram get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Then in Genesis 15, the Lord gives the boundaries of Israel that will come when the king, Jesus, returns. Now, I don't have time today to go into that, but know that the boundaries expand to the north, east, and south. And the Lord passes the Abraham covenant, not to Ishmael, but to Isaac, not to Esau, but to Jacob, changes Jacob's name to Israel and says, I'll bless those who bless you and curses those who curse you. Remember, this is to the descendants of Jacob. So as the nations, including, it's hard to say, including America come against the covenant people and land, they're bringing upon themselves the curse of the Abrahamic covenant, the curse of the Abrahamic covenant. Now, certainly America has been blessed as it has been a blessing to the Jewish people in Israel, but something very terrible happened uh, beginning in the, well, it began to intensify in the early 1990s. President Bush won with the Madrid Peace Conference, so-called Peace Conference, President Clinton with the, with the Oslo Accords, and President Bush, too, and the Quartet, which would entail the whole world, basically, uh, America, uh, the European Union, Russia, and the United Nations, Uh, came up with a roadmap to peace. Now, the roadmap to peace was the old Saudi Arabian plan to destroy Israel that President Bush, too, gave a new name, the roadmap to peace. Now, also, there are smatterings of countries and certainly people in those countries today uh, and even leadership in some of those countries that support Israel and are against this. They have very small platforms to stand on while most of the world's leaders ramrod this foolishness uh, down the throats of of their own nations and of course upon Israel. All of these crazy and of course President Obama has horribly cursed uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and much of Israel uh, and uh, while at the same time uh, playing nice in some ways he's been horribly um, a a great source of cursing uh, Israel. Um, So all of these so-called peace agreements require the heart of Israel being given away, including Jerusalem to the followers of an antichrist spirit. And, and here's what I've heard when I've taught things like this, I've heard people say, yes, but listen, uh, America treats Israel better than any nation of the world. Well, two things to that one to say to that one, that's not a very high standard. <laughs> and two, it's certainly not the standard by which God will judge. With regard to the Abrahamic blessing and curse, which is very serious, I'll I'll show you what the, the, the standard will be in, in First Chron- First Chronicles, excuse me, 16. First Chronicles chapter sixteen. Can we agree that First Chronicles is as much the word of God as John three sixteen? Can we agree on that? Because the Bible says in the New Testament Second Timothy three that all Scripture is inspired by God. So here's what sixteen fourteen says through nineteen. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which we, he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying to you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance, when you were few in number, indeed very few and strangers in it. Now think about this everlasting Abrahamic covenant with all the terms therein, including the blessings and cursings. Think about the curse of the Abrahamic covenant as we listen to Isaiah talk about it, write about it in chapter 24 and hear the word of the Lord leaping off the pages today which will culminate with the battle of Armageddon in the Jezreel Valley. Isaiah 24 beginning in verse 4. The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The hardy people of the earth languish. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men are left. You see, at Armageddon, the Jezreel Valley... The Lord will pour out His wrath on the nations as they have scattered and mistreated His people and divided His land. The God-hating nations have declared war on the Lord and told Him He cannot bring the children of Israel back to His land. So where does He bring the nations to have their war which they declared upon Him? Jezreel, or in Hebrew, Yisrael, which sounds like Israel in Hebrew. Yisrael. And in Hebrew, Yisrael means Yahweh sows or Jehovah plants. God will plant. I'll say that again. God will plant. Because this is how it ties in. This is how it ties in so significantly. It ties in so significantly in this glorious manner. Oh, look at this. Amos chapter 9. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Look at this. The Lord our God, Messiah Jesus, brings the final judgment of the nations of the world, for trying to keep him from planting the Jews back in his land as he's planting them in Israel permanently. Woo! Where does he bring the nations for this judgment? A valley called Jehovah plants. They say in an American Lone Star State, don't mess with Texas. But there's another Lone Star State. The world will learn not to mess with at the Jezreel Valley the people and land of Israel. As the world is about to be judged with such wrath and fire, I'm so comforted by this verse. Hallelujah. It's the rapture in First Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, what? Comfort one another with these words. Do you know if you'd be caught up before this hell on earth begins? Do you know that you'd be raptured? Hallelujah. Let me share with you the gospel of Messiah Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and on the third day he rose again. Hallelujah. Now is the time to turn away from your sins and cry out, Jesus, Lord, (coughs) forgive me. Jesus, Lord, save me. Jesus, Lord, have mercy on me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me. Change me. Identify me with the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, Father. I need you to forgive me and give me a new life. And if you'll do that, guess what? He will. He'll give you a new life in Messiah Jesus. Call upon his name. Begin to read your Bible. Go to a church that teaches the Bible. Watch for his coming and be ready and escape this hell on earth and be with your new father in heaven. The ancient of days, the one who sent his only begotten son to forgive you, save you, and give you a godly life. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in Messiah Jesus' name for this wonderful program today. Thank you for all of our listeners today. Help us to watch therefore and be ready, Lord Jesus. Amen. Remember, this program was brought to you from our ministries at WatchTherefore Media. You can go to watchtherefore.tv. You'll find out about our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. And also at watchtherefore.tv, you can sign up for our monthly newsletters. We have our January 14th television program that's beginning soon. Don't miss it. Go to watchtherefore.tv. And until we get together next time, remember, watch there and be ready. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to WatchTherefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to WatchTherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas 77588. You can also call me right now at 713 624 0943. That's 713 624 0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.